This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Friday, the 19th of November. In your Sport Today, the A League men's season begins. More concerns for Pung Shui. Full crowds are back for Boxing Day and the poker hand worth 11 million bucks. This is your Sport Today. Let's kick off today with football because the A-League men competition kicks off tonight in Melbourne with Melbourne City playing the Brisbane Raw. Lucy, it's a different looking comp this year. It sure is. How about we start with the off-field stuff? First of all, there's no longer the A-League and W-League. They're just called A-Leagues now with the A-League men and the A-League women. The comps aren't run by Football Australia these days. They're run by the Australian Professional Leagues, which is still part of the Australian football family. What it means is the APL has independence to do what they like. For example, get new sponsors and sign new TV deals. And they've done just that. In May, they signed a new five-year deal with Network 10, reportedly worth $200 million. It means the A-Leagues will be shown on free-to-air TV and the other matches streamed on Paramount+. Yeah, and there's talk a US private equity firm could be stumping up another $130 million too. So that's off the field. What about on the field, Luce? Who's tipped to win it? got 12 teams in the A-League men and last year's finalists, Melbourne City and Sydney FC, are the favourites again this season. The Wellington Phoenix are going to start the season playing in Australia but are hoping to return home in the new year when the borders open up. If you're after a player to watch, it's got to be Perth Glory striker Daniel Sturridge. He's played for Liverpool, Chelsea and Manchester City in the English Premier League. He's just out of hotel quarantine this week, but could come off the bench for the Glory against Adelaide United this Saturday. Yeah, Perth have sold around 16,000 tickets for that match, which is up from an average of about 3,000 last year. As we said, you can watch the A-League men on Network 10 and stream it on Paramount+. Plus. Today's trivia question brought to you by the A-League Live app, which is what you want for all the A-League Live scores and news this season. Who won the Joe Marston medal as the player of the final last season? Lucy, you got a tip for us? Well, he was one of the crucial goal scorers. Oh, there's only four goals in the match, Lucy, so... One in four shot out of that. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. The big story in tennis is the disappearance of Chinese player Peng Shui. She's been missing since November 2, but yesterday an email allegedly written by Peng was sent to the Women's Tennis Association by China's state-affiliated media. Lucy, the WTA ain't buying it. No, they're not. Specifically, WTA Chairman Steve Simon. This is his quote. I have a hard time believing that Peng Shui actually wrote the email we've received or believes what is being attributed to her. Peng has been missing since she made sexual assault allegations against former Deputy Premier of China, Zhuang Gaoli, on social media. In the email sent to the WTA, Peng allegedly wrote the sexual assault allegation is not true and that she's not missing. She's just resting at home and everything's fine. The email also said she hopes to promote Chinese tennis in the future and that it gets better and better. Simon said the email only raises his concerns about her safety and whereabouts and the WTA and the rest of the world need in Independent and verifiable proof that Pung is safe. Yeah, and reports last night say the WTA could cancel all events in China until Pung's safety is proven. There are 10 events scheduled in China for 2022. 
Our V8 Supercars fans will be across how driver David Reynolds was banned from racing because he was unvaccinated. Well, now he's double jabbed and he's back sooner than expected. Yeah, Reynolds was expected to return for the Bathurst 1000 in a couple of weeks, but he got his second vaccine dose on Wednesday and will race this weekend in Sydney. Reynolds was the only unvaccinated driver and raced three weeks ago under strict COVID protocols while he had his medical exemption checked by New South Wales Health. His exemption was knocked back, so Reynolds decided to get vaccinated. Athletes and vaccinations have been in the headlines as state governments and sporting bodies impose vaccine mandates. We've already seen unvaccinated AFLW player Denny Van Hagen moved to the Adelaide Crows inactive list for refusing to get jabbed. And unvaccinated Carlton player Liam Jones has retired from footy at the age of 30. While Reynolds was away, his teammate at Kelly Grove Racing, Luke Yulden, took his place. But Reynolds will be back behind the wheel this weekend for the last round in Sydney. Then he'll team up with Yulden in the Bathurst 1000 on December the 5th. It's been a tough couple of years for Victorians with all the lockdowns because of COVID. Loose as a proud Melbourneian, you know what I'm talking about. Um, mm. Well, things look like they're about to get back to normal and that means the MCG is back to full capacity. And I don't think it's going to just be the MCG at full capacity. I think dance floors across Victoria <laughs> are going to be at full capacity this weekend, Sam. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews said yesterday, now that 90% of the state's adult population is about to be fully vaccinated, life will return to normal for those who who are double jabbed. That means no crowd caps on crowd numbers at the MCG so they can have 100,000 fans for the Ashes Boxing Day test. The same goes for all sports, including the Australian Open in January and all indoor sports as well. It's the same in South Australia. Fans must be fully vaccinated from next week if they want to attend major sporting events and concerts. And there's plenty on with the A-Leagues, BBL, Ashes tests and then the footy next year. Yeah, there's plenty of sport going on everywhere. Uh, The last time there was an Ashes test at the MCG, 88,000 fans attended on Boxing Day. That was in 2017. Luce, are you going to go this year? I would not miss this year for anything, Sam. (laughs) What do a New York rabbi, an English soccer club, and Kim Kardashian West have in common? Look, you'll probably never get it. Uh, Together, they've helped get Afghanistan's women's youth development football team out of Pakistan and into the UK. Lucy, what's the context here? So when the Taliban took over Afghanistan in August, thousands of Afghans fled the country with the help of other nations. Australia helped get Afghanistan's women's team out and the youth development team and their families made it to Portugal and then Pakistan. But their visas were running out and they couldn't get a flight out of Pakistan. So Rabbi Moshe Margaretten from New York stepped up to help. He's helped members of Kabul's Jewish community out of Afghanistan and has worked with Kardashian West in the US. So he reached out to see if she could help pay for the chartered flights to the UK for the footballers. Within an hour, Kardashian West said she'd fund the entire flight. English football team Leeds has offered their support to the footballers as well. Yep, there were 132 people on that flight out of Pakistan. They flew into London yesterday and will spend 10 days in quarantine. We're going to Las Vegas now, where yesterday a 31-year-old German man by the name of Karai Oldermere won $11 million playing a bit of poker. 
mm, I think I need that $11 million when I hit the dance floor <laughs> this weekend, Sam. This wasn't just any poker tournament. This was the World Series of Poker, which is like the Super Bowl of poker tournaments. It costs $10,000 US to enter, and this year there were 6,550 players. It went for nine days, and Aldemir won on the 223rd hand of the final table. Aldemir won the final hand with two pair, tens and sevens, and beat American George Holmes, who had a pair of kings. Don't feel too bad for Holmes. He still won $6 million for coming second. Luce, I've got to stop playing solitaire and get into poker. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to that final hand. Keep an eye out for the giant pile of cash on the table. You can't miss it. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. For me, it's the Wallabies against Wales on Sunday. They're looking to avoid a third straight loss on their Northern Hemisphere tour. They'll be without captain Michael Hooper because of injury. So for the first time in six years, James Slipper will captain the Wallabies. It's on at 4.30am Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday. You can catch it on Stan Sports. Luce, what do you got? Well, it's the final weekend of the regular games in the WBBL. The Melbourne Renegades, Brisbane Heat, Adelaide Strikers and Perth Scorchers, they've all pretty much booked a final spot. But now it's the battle for top spot to watch out for because the top team will go straight to the final next Saturday. And you can watch all the action on KO and Channel 7 across the weekend. I will definitely be tuning in. Loose. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by the A-League Live app, where you can get all your A-League Live scores and news this season. Who won the Joe Master Medal as player of the final in last year's A-League Men Decider? Who was it, Loose? It was Nathaniel Atkinson. Nathaniel Atkinson, that's right. He was Melbourne City's first goal scorer. They beat Sydney FC 3-1. All right, that's it for us this week on Sport Today. Enjoy your weekend of sport and we'll catch you again on Monday. 